Well, hello, Remnant Warriors, precious people of God. Thank you so much for tuning in to this broadcast. Uh, what a what a couple of days, let me tell you. Hey, I'm not going to get into a news update so much on the broadcast here because what's been happening is apparently Facebook doesn't like that I'm talking about certain things. Many of you are getting kind of frustrated and annoyed because you'll share the the live stream, then it seems to get taken down. So uh, we're going to be real careful about what we talk about today. But uh, I want to I want to just share some spiritual insight. Uh, today's been a day where there's been a lot of warfare. Are you dealing with warfare? Are you dealing with spiritual warfare right now? Let's talk about this. You know, in the uh, in the book of Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew, I think it was Peter. And the Lord was talking to Peter and he said, who do you say I am? Who do you say I am, right? And Peter said, well, you're the son of the living God, you know? And that's the truth. Jesus is the king. He's never stepped down from the throne of glory. The God of heaven and earth, Yeshua, Yeshua Mashiach, the king of kings, the Lord of lords. His name is Jesus. Fully God and fully man. When he came to the earth and he died, on the cross of Calvary for our sins, he broke the bond of sin and death. It was an eternal sacrifice. He's the eternal sacrificial lamb. Now, why am I starting by saying this today? Because I'm baffled, but I think it's eye-opening. I put up a post yesterday on social media, I think it was yesterday, and I said, I don't think Jesus would get a vaccine. I don't think Jesus would wear a mask. Why? Well, who do you say I am? Well, Lord, I, I say you're the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I say you're the wonderful counselor, mighty God, healer. That's who he is to me. Now, I had a personal encounter with Jesus. I don't share this on these live streams often. But I feel like I should share this with you today. And I'm praying that Facebook doesn't take this video down. I'm praying that this video is able to be shared. And if you're able to share it, please share it. When I was 22 years old, I'm 44 now, so literally half my life ago, when I was 22 years old, I found myself in Granada Hills, California. I had given my heart to the Lord maybe about a year, year and a half before in Hawaii at a, uh, a convention of pastors that my parents dragged me to that I didn't really want to go to, uh, but who would say no to a Hawaii trips? So I went out there, I got saved, I came back, started making changes in my life. But, you know, sometimes you don't make all the changes right away. You still hold on to certain things. And that's kind of where I was at 21. I was still messing around, still partying, didn't want to give up some things, right? And, and then at 22, I was leaving the gym one night and, uh, you know, wanted to go visit somebody who I hadn't seen in a little bit that I cared about, you know? And so I went to this uh, apartment complex in Granada Hills, California, and there was a man. When the door opened, he flew out with a big, huge kitchen knife, a big, huge kitchen knife, proceeded to stab me, stab me, nine times, one in the heart. It went to the outer membrane of my heart. So I'm sitting there laying on the ground in Granada Hills, California. I'm laying on the ground. And I look at the guy, and there's a girl right there, you know, that was with him. And I looked at him, and I said, bro, you're killing me. Now, I could fight. If you would have seen me in my early 20s, you'd be pretty impressed. I used to work out all the time. I was in great shape physically. I'm still in pretty good physical shape, to be quite honest, right? But I was in, I was in good physical shape at that time, and I, I could fight. I grew up in Los Angeles, you know? 
In our schools, there would be fights. There'd be bullies and people that pick on you. So you had to kind of know how to fight. And I did. I ran with a kind of a tough crowd when I was in high school, to be quite honest with you. And so I could fight. But you know what? This guy caught me off guard with that big, huge kitchen knife that he stabbed me. And it hit me nine times, one in the heart. So I looked up at the guy. I pulled my sweatshirt up. I said, dude, you're going to kill me, bro. I'm dying. And he, I think something happened there where he, he kind of, you know, he was on drugs, I think, you know, pretty, pretty heavy drugs, actually. But I think he came to a, a moment of sobriety and he said, oh, my God, I'm going to be a murderer, right? I'm going to kill this guy. So he actually, the guy that stabbed me, picked me up, put me in my vehicle with the girl that he was with. She was in the front seat. He was in the front seat. And they took me to the hospital in Granada Hills. Now, here's the thing about that, if you know the area. The Granada Hills Hospital is now closed. It was in mothballs at the time. But if that hospital would have been closed, I would have died. Because the next hospital was Northridge Hospital, and Northridge Hospital was farther away. And so the Granada Hills Hospital is right down the street. I was dying. I was losing so much blood. And on the way to the hospital, so we had to make a split decision. I said, take me to Granada Hills Hospital. And I told him how to go. As I'm being stabbed, you know, I, as I was stabbed, in the back seat, you know, probably getting rid of so much blood there in the back seat. And I'm telling this guy, go to Granada Hills Hospital, the guy that stabbed me. So on the way to the hospital, here's what happens. I'm about halfway there, and I started going into tunnel vision, tunnel vision, right? And everything became white. And I remember looking at the two people in the front seat, and I said, I'm dying. And they're, they're trying to get to that hospital. Honestly, this guy that just stabbed me was literally flooring it. I mean, he was really trying to save my life. It's pretty crazy because a few minutes before that, he was trying to kill me. But then he was trying to save my life. So I'm, I'm with the guy who stabbed me in my vehicle on the way to the Granada Hills Hospital, which, by the way, was going to be closed down in maybe a week or two. It was in its last stage of being open. Skeleton staff. If that hospital was not open, I would have had to go to Northridge and I would have died. Are you following this? So on the way to the hospital, I go into the presence and the glory of God. It was like Isaiah 6. I saw the Lord seated on the throne. Did I see him? No, I was in a white presence, but I felt his glory. And it was powerful. And I heard the voice of the Lord say, do you want to live or do you want to die? I said, Lord, I want to live. He says, well, if you live, if I spare your life, if you live, he says, you got to tell everybody about me. You got to tell everybody about me. He says, you got to let them know I'm real. I said, yes, Lord, I will do that. As I said, yes, Lord, I woke up. Now, I don't remember the, the second half of the trip to the hospital. I don't remember him dropping me off. I don't remember what happened to the vehicle. All I know is I woke up and I was in an emergency room ER with nurses and doctors all around me. And the nurse looked down at me when I opened my eyes and she said, you should not be alive. We just had somebody that was stabbed three times and they died. You were stabbed nine times and you've lost so much blood. But for whatever reason, you're alive. Well, I know why I was alive. The Lord spared my life. I went into the presence of the Lord. Are you hearing me? I went into the presence of the Lord. And I asked, the Lord asked me, do you want to live or do you want to die? And I said, I want to live. So I'm here to tell you that God is real, ladies and gentlemen. Now, I say that, and that's a very short version of a long story. But I say that because I want you to understand the context of where this is coming from. When I think of Jesus, who, who do you say I am? Well, I say, Lord, that you're the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Now, when somebody tells me, 
Pastor Tom, Jesus would take the vaccine. Jesus needs the vaccine. Jesus needs a mask. This is my perspective. I'm, I'm putting it through the perspective of my personal experience and encounter with the living God and, and seeing the Lord, being in the presence of the Lord. Did I see him? Nah, not really, but I was in the presence, in the glory. It was undeniable, undeniable. It was real. It was God. I was, I was in his presence. I was going to die, but he spared my life. It was a miracle, a sign, a wonder. People wonder, Pastor Todd, why are you on fire? Well, I'll tell you, because God saved me. He set me free from the bond of sin and death. If you would have seen my life before, I was so messed up. Now, am I perfect now? No, I'm not perfect now. But what he saved me from, when I was in the world and I was messed up, I didn't deserve to be saved. But God spared my life. I didn't deserve it, but he spared my life. Why? Because he knew that I would say yes. I would show up. I would answer the call. Now, I'm saying this because some of you have been through hell. Some of you are going through hell right now. And you're saying, Pastor, I don't know how much longer I can take it. Look at the world. Look at the stress. My finances, my family, my children are rebellious. My husband doesn't get it. My, my spouse, my wife doesn't get it. You don't understand my situation, pastor. You don't understand. No, I do. I do. I understand your situation. I know. Trust me, precious saints of God. I understand so many of you are suffering right now. This is a very difficult time. But the question that we ask today is who do we say he is? Who is he? Is he king? Is he Lord? Does he sit on the throne of glory? Because to me, that's enough. To me, that's enough. Doesn't matter what some deep state person is trying to do to me. It doesn't matter they're trying to silence me. It doesn't matter that this morning we woke up with another attack and warfare on them trying to shut down another way for us to even receive offering. Every day it's a new onslaught of attack, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not going to lie to you and say it isn't. It is. But the question is, who do we say he is? Because if we answer like Peter and we say, we say you are the Lord, the God of heaven and earth, who sits on the throne of glory, then is that enough? The question is, is that enough? And the answer is, yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's enough to get us through our situation. It's enough to get us through this trial. It's enough to get us through this test. Somebody's asking, how are you messed up? How, were, how was I messed up? How was I not messed up is really more the question. <laughs> I was a child actor in Hollywood. I was messing around. I was partying. I was caught up in the world. I was caught up in the things of this world. You know, the, the things that the world tells you is important. God re reshaped and redirected and changed everything in my life. Everything. My identity. Who am I? Was really the question I had to ask. Who, who have I become and what do I want to be? God, it was a Damascus Road encounter moment for me. Because I had an encounter with the living God. And the reason why I say this is not to boast, not to brag, not to say I'm better or special. I'm not saying that at all. In fact, I'm saying the opposite. I was a sinner in need of a savior. But the question is, if he's real, which he is, 
and he's on the throne of glory, he's never stepped down. That means this situation, this trial, this test that we're going through right now, we have to understand we're on the winning team. We have to understand that our prayers are heard from the God who sits on the throne. He responds to the prayers of the righteous. Does he need anything from us? No, he doesn't need anything. He's God. He's the creator, the alpha, the omega, the beginning and the end. He does not need anything, and he certainly does not need a vaccine. The people that are saying this, what are you thinking? I'm not arguing if you need a vaccine. I'm not arguing. Look, you have to make that decision. You have to ask the Lord. But people are trying to tell me that Jesus himself would take the vaccine. People are trying to tell me that Jesus, the healer, the king, who do you say he is then? Is he a man? Is he fallen? No, he's perfect. He's holy. So I think there's some deceived people out there. Maybe they haven't had an encounter. Maybe they don't understand who he is. And maybe that's what this is about today. Maybe we have to just simply understand who he is. Because if we understand who he is, then we understand what he's capable of doing. He didn't need to save me. He didn't need to spare my life. He didn't need to do any of that. He did it out of his compassion and his mercy and his grace. And he's taken me from glory to glory. People say, well, Pastor Todd, you gotta be careful. You have a platform. You know, Don't tell people that Jesus wouldn't take the vaccine. Well, Anybody that says that he would take the vaccine is lying to you. And that's not what this is even about. But we're not understanding who he is. He doesn't need medicine. Hello. He doesn't need anything. He's God. Maybe we have to understand who he is first. Because maybe we put him in a box. Have you ever thought about that, that we put him in a box? Have you ever thought that we've limited what God is able to do? Because it's the same people that are arguing me on this that are arguing me on the other stuff. Well, I don't know that God can do anything. America's done. You know, that's it. We're all done. That's it. We're going, you know, well, yeah. I mean, of course you would believe that if you would believe that Jesus also needs a vaccine to live. And by the way, it would go around wearing a, a mask. I mean, this is the, the God of heaven and earth, folks. Think about this. Think about this. This is the God of heaven and earth. This is the creator of all things. He is the medicine. He is the healer. He's the one who sits on the throne. And by the way, Jesus, look, I don't know, maybe some people haven't read the Bible that much and I'm not, I'm not here to bash you. But you got to think about this. Jesus was going around healing lepers. Lepers. If you think that COVID is bad, leprosy is horrible. Study what leprosy does to people. My goodness. Study what leprosy was. And yet Jesus was not afraid. He laid hands on the sick. And guess what happened? They were healed. They were healed. And Jesus wants to do this. He wants to have an encounter with America. He wants people in the church in America, the ecclesia, to understand who he is and what he's capable of. Maybe we need to have a, a, a revisit here. We need to have an encounter, folks. We need to understand who it, who it is we're actually praying to. Think about this. Think about this. Now, if you are like that scripture in Matthew where you say, yes, Jesus, you are the son of the living God. 
Think about what you're saying then. You're saying he's the king. He's the alpha, the omega, the beginning, the end, holy, worthy of all praise. Think about uh, Isaiah chapter six when he was there and Isaiah was undone in the presence of the Lord. He said, I saw the Lord seated on the throne. The train of his robe filled the temple. What happened? He was undone. Why? He was undone because of the glory. He was undone because of the power. He was undone because of the authority. And the only thing that Isaiah could say is, send me, I'll go. Send me, I'll go, Lord. What else can you say to the living God? What else can you say? Think about that. What else can you say? God, send me, I'll go. That's all I could say. When I was in the presence of the living God about to die, nine stab wounds, the only thing that I could say after God spared my life was, Lord, send me, I'll go. I'll stand. And I want to share this with you because some people don't understand. And, and, and God bless you. I'm not trying to, you know, again, I'm not better than anybody, okay? I know there's a lot of people out there with bodyguards and, you know, you can't touch the pastor and all that. That's not me, okay? That's not me. And again, I know, I understand there's a need for bodyguards sometimes. Trust me, I've had people threaten me and all that. I get that. But what I'm saying is I'm not Mr. Untouchable. I don't think I'm better. I'm not flying around in, you know, a bunch of private jets and all that. That's not me, okay? That's not me. All I am is just a guy that had an encounter with God. And literally when I... When I think about that, it just makes me tear because it's just it's true. I just had an encounter with God. I just love him. People, they say, oh, you got this or you got that or you got this platform. No, this is all God's, ladies and gentlemen. This is all his. It's the anointing. It's the anointing that breaks the yoke of bondage. It's the anointing. So maybe we have to understand this first before we get anywhere else. Listen, I'm fighting for election integrity. I'm fighting right now to get these people out of Afghanistan. We're, we're trying our best with people reaching out today. And we're fighting on so many different fronts. There's people that are contacting us left and right about their jobs and requirements that they're being mandated to do and all these things. Trust me, we're in it. But before all those things, before the news of the day, we have to understand who God is because that's who we are. That's who we serve. We serve the God, Yeshua, Amashiach, the God of heaven and earth. Jehovah Jireh, my provider. When I've gone through the worst seasons where I didn't know how we were going to pay the next bill, hear me. Somebody needs to hear this right now. There was times I didn't know how we were going to pay the next bill. But God is the provider. He's Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah Nisi. Jehovah Shalom. The God of peace. Who do you say I am? The Lord is asking that today of us. Church in America, church around the world, church in the UK, church in Australia, church in Canada, church in New Zealand, church in Israel. He's asking us, what, who do we say he is? Because this is a defining moment right now. It's a defining moment in history. Either we get it or we don't. Either we get it or we don't. If we walk around with our tail between the legs, defeated, and we don't understand the God that we serve. We don't understand that simple question. Who do you say I am? If we walk around thinking all day long, listen, today I could just go through a litany of things that are spiritual warfare, one by one by one. I mean, it's like I shouldn't have even got out of bed today, I'll tell you. 
Because it's like from the moment I got out of bed and I started checking my emails, it's been one warfare attack after another. I sat down to do the radio show and podcast, and I thought, you know what? I'm not even going to do that today. I'm going to get before the people I'm going to share. I'm going to share my heart because God put this on my heart today. It's the anointing that breaks the yoke of bondage. Either we understand who we are or we don't. I believe we can win this. I believe that we can win this. But we first and foremost have to understand who we are and who we serve and our authority that we've been given by the God of heaven and earth. The authority to trample on scorpions and devils. The authority to cast them out, to drive them out in the name of Jesus, to take back the territory for the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Don't lose the anointing. Why do I talk about walking in consecration? Why do I talk about that? Is it just for fun? Do I just want to be walking around, Mr. Consecration? No. The reason why I talk about that is because God is a good father and he wants to give us the fullness of what he has for us. He has an inheritance, the fullness of who we are in Jesus Christ. He wants to give that, the anointing. People say, how do you do it? How does this door open? I don't open any door. Guess who opens the doors? Jesus Christ. It's the anointing. How do you get the anointing? You spend time in the secret place. How do you get the anointing? You walk in consecration. Trust the Lord. Fear the Lord. Not in a bad way, in a good way. Love the Lord with all your heart and all your mind and all your soul and all your spirit. Feed your soul. Keep your eyes on the prize. Eternity. Ruling and reigning with Jesus Christ. Walking the streets of gold in the new Jerusalem. Hallelujah. The devil, where's he going to go? The lake of hell. The lake of fire. The bottomless pit. Where's he headed? What's his, what's his future? Where's, where's he headed? Where's this devil that's trying to attack us with his demons? Where are they headed? And is it, is it a fair fight between God and the devil? No. It's a fixed fight. He's a fallen archangel. God is Yeshua, Jesus, the King, the Lord, the one who sits on the throne. Who do we say he is? He's the healer. He doesn't need our earthly medicine. He doesn't need our vaccine. He doesn't need a mask to protect himself. He's God. He's God, and we're his children. He said he's made us fearfully and wonderfully in the likeness and the image of God. What is this promise for us? Yes and amen, hope in a future. Think about that. Oh, but Pastor Todd, the world's going crazy. Yes, but are you a remnant warrior or not? Because you're in the promise of God under his covering and protection. You're his. We're not a citizen of this world. We're passing through. He said, what's bound on earth is bound in heaven. What's loosed on earth is loose in heaven. We serve the king, the creator of all things. I know it's a simple message, but it needs to be said because apparently a lot of people aren't even getting this concept. Everything else is secondary. Everything else is secondary. We're working on some very important things right now. When I get off this, I'm going to go back to work. We're working on some very important things. I understand your situation. You have a very difficult situation, some of you. I see your emails. I read them. I, my heart goes out to your situation. We're praying for you. We have a prayer wall on the Todd Coconado app. You can go to toddcoconado.com app. There's a prayer wall. We're, we're reading your prayers. Everybody here is reading your prayers and your prayer requests. They're all reading them. We're all reading them. We're going through them. We're praying over them. 
We're standing with you. Why? Because we believe in the power of prayer. Why? Because God's done so many things in my life, in our life. And he'll do the same for you. He loves you so much. You are not forgotten. You are not alone. You're not isolated. You're not defeated. Oh, I know Biden's out there saying this or that. Jen Psaki out there saying this or that. All these people on the news, the talking heads, they're all up there, blah, 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 blah. Who cares? Who cares what they say? Yeah, bind it. Loose in the name of Jesus, the spirit of the living God upon our land. Lord, come upon this land. We need revival. We need a move of your spirit, Lord God, like we have not seen in this generation. We need a powerful touch. We need new life. We're calling upon the name of the Lord. We're fasting in the Psalm 64 decree. decree. Day 21. Day 21. Yesterday was a breakthrough. Today there's warfare, but that's okay. We push ahead. We push ahead in victory. We press ahead. We stand like the tree that's planted by the water. We shall not be moved. We stand on the promise of God. Who do you say I am? Lord, you're the king. You're the author and the finisher. I'm the clay. You're the potter. You go before me. You are my rod. You are my staff. Hallelujah. When I walk through the valley of the shadow of the death, come on. We're not defeated. We're not defeated. We're not defeated. We're not defeated. Don't feel defeated. And when these people try to challenge you and you know in your heart you're standing on the right side, stand some more. Don't back down. Don't give up. The censorship, well, yeah, of course they're going to try to censor us. They try to censor the truth. That's what they do. They hate the truth. The devil hates the truth. Why? Because the word of God is truth. The Bible says the truth sets the captive free. The word of God shall not return back void. When the word of God is spoke, it's a sword. It's the sword of the spirit. It's our only offensive weapon in the, in the armor of God, the sword. When we speak truth, it's piercing. People don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear it. They're going to call Christianity hate, ladies and gentlemen. You better believe it. They're going to call it hate. They're going to tell you you're crazy. They're going to tell you you're a conspiracy person. They're going to say all kinds of things. Well, we know why. Because the word of God says Satan is the accuser of the brethren. We already knew this was coming. We already knew. The Bible told it all to us. But guess what else the Bible says? We know who wins. You go to the other side, you're going to lose. It might, it might look like you're going to win for a little bit. That's what the devil wants it to look like. So the people that are on the winning, winning side, they're going to rule and reign for eternity. Of course, he wants to take you down, wants you to feel discouraged, wants you to feel like you're losing. So maybe, just maybe, you'll give up. Maybe, just maybe, you'll give in. Maybe, just maybe, you'll, you'll cower, you'll cave to the pressure. Because you don't want to deal with the pressure. That's what they're, they're hoping, they're betting on that. That you don't want to deal with the pressure. So you're going to cave. And then what? Then what? what? We, we go to their side and we agree with demonic stuff? What? what good does that do for us? This is a battle for your soul. This is a battle for your soul. Your legacy. Your future. It's a big one. It's important to the enemy. He wants you to lose. He wants you to die a spiritual death. The wages of sin are death. He says, but I've come to give you life and life more abundantly. Who do you say I am? I say you're the king. I say you're the king. Be grounded. 
stand, stand. Lions in general, stand, ladies and gentlemen. Doesn't mean you got to be, you know, you can't weep before the Lord. Jesus wept. It's okay to weep. Persecution trials may come in the night, but joy comes in the morning. Hallelujah. The gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. The gates of hell shall not prevail against you and your situation. I'm speaking to someone right now that's dealing with a marriage problem right now. That is warfare. The devil is trying to rip your family apart. Stand. Do not give up. Do not give in. The devil wants you to divorce. Don't divorce. Fight. Stand. Contend. Fast. Pray. I'm not saying there aren't certain instances where the Bible warrants it's okay to get a divorce. But this person knows who I'm talking to right now. You know who I'm talking to. This is a spiritual attack and assault against you. It's a spiritual attack and assault against you. I also feel the Lord saying that somebody has a very rebellious child. And it's causing you great pain and anguish. You don't know what to do. And the Lord is saying, stand your ground. There's nothing more powerful than the prayers of a parent. Stand your ground, contend, pray. Pray that this, this young person would come back to Jesus Christ. They would come to Jesus Christ. They would know him as personal Lord and Savior. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Your prayers are more powerful than you realize, but it's important we understand who God is. Amen? So listen, I'm not going to back down. I'm not going to back down. There's a lot of pressure for me to back down. There's a lot of pressure. Oh, if I could tell you all the things they try to do. My goodness, they, they want to make it where we can't even get uh, any type of donation. They just want to cut us off completely. They just want us to be completely cut off in every, every different way, from silence to censored to cut to block to banned. But, you know, I just go back to the initial conversation here. Who do I say God is? Do I serve him or don't I? Am I under his protection or am I not? Will these people that are trying to destroy me, will they get away with it? No, they won't get away with it. Maybe momentarily. And I'm speaking to some of you, the people that are trying to malign you, the people that are trying to come against you, the people that are uh, betraying you right now. Somebody's going through a betrayal that's watching this right now. And God says, you know what? They're touch not my anointed. Be careful. If they're coming against you and you're in the secret place, they're coming against you and you're walking in holiness and consecration, they better watch out because they don't know what they're messing with. This is how we fight our battles. The battle belongs to the Lord. That doesn't mean we don't stand. That doesn't mean we don't do what we're meant to do because we need to. Actionable. Faith without works is dead. We need to be actionable. We're not waiting for this person or that person to save the day. We're going to get out there and we're going to do what we can do. We're going to contend and we're going to fight, but we're not going to back down and we're not going to give up. That's the last thing that we can do. When the world looks like it's on fire all around us, who do you say I am? Well, Lord, I say you're the king. Well, if you're the king and I serve you and I'm under your protection, the gates of hell will not prevail against me. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. I don't care what this person or that person says. It doesn't matter. What does God say? What is God saying? You look at that devil right in the eye and you tell him, I belong to the king. You look at that devil over that situation that's trying to rip your finances apart and you tell him, I belong to the king. Don't touch me. Get behind me, Satan. Get behind me, Satan. Don't touch me. And you call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and you watch what God's gonna do. You watch what God is gonna do. My goodness, it's gonna be powerful. 
I'm telling you how many stories I've seen. Oh my goodness, how many miracles I've seen. So many, I can't even tell you how many. How many times the Lord has come through when it was so dark and I didn't think there was any way that I was going to win. Sometimes God will literally allow everything to be taken away just so that he can put it back. Think of the story of Job. But Job got a double portion, didn't he? Somebody out there is ready to get, somebody about on this live stream right now that's listening to this is about to receive a double portion. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is that you? Receive it right now. Receive it in the name of Jesus. You're feeling a, a chill. You're feeling a, literally, you're feeling something right now. That's not me. On my best day of speaking and preaching, on my best day, I cannot make you feel what you're feeling right now. That is the presence of the living God. This is a, man, I'm telling you, the anointing's here right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Glory to your name. We break it. We break it now in Jesus' name. This attack, this assignment of hell, we break it in Jesus' name. It's done. It's done. No more. We are a child of the Most High. Jesus, the King of Kings. This assignment is broken in Jesus' name. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We break it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Discouragement be gone in Jesus' name. Depression be gone in Jesus' name. Somebody out there has been feeling a heaviness. Oh my goodness, I feel it right now. It's like you've been feeling a heaviness, a depression, a deep depression. You've been feeling defeated. You feel like you're alone. You're not alone. God is speaking directly to you right now. You are not alone. You can feel the anointing right now. It's literally, woo, hallelujah. It's breaking off that shackle. It's breaking off that shackle that was meant to take you down. It was meant to discourage you, to make you feel weak. You're not weak. You're not weak. You're empowered. You're empowered, hallelujah, by the living God. Woo, hallelujah. Woo-hoo. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You're good. You're good. You're good. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You're not defeated. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. You only lose when you give up. Don't give up. Stand your ground. Stand firm. Stand on the promise of God. Stand on his word. Trust him with all your heart. Lean not on your understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. He's going to direct your path. Somebody needs to hear this right now. You're at, the, you're at a crossroads, a pivotal crossroads, and you already know what you need to do, but just do it. Just do it already. God is saying, this is your sign. You ask for a sign, here it is. This is the sign. Literally, somebody just asked the Lord, Lord, give me a sign. And the Lord is saying, he's telling you right now, this is the sign. All right, whoo, man, I'm feeling the anointing right now. Let me tell you something, I'm feeling the anointing. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Listen, if you feel led, share this broadcast so that somebody can hear this message today. I love you guys. I appreciate you. This was an impromptu thing. I, I was literally about to record the broadcast, but we're going to make this the broadcast today. God is with us even until the end of the age. Who do we say he is? I say he's the king of kings. I say he's the Lord of lords. I say he is the God of heaven and earth, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Hallelujah. He's Yeshua. Yes. And we will win. We will win because we serve the living God. That's who we are. That's who we are. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in. God bless you.